Everybody doing well? It's good to see all of you this morning. It was great to see that baptism. Congratulations on that. That is awesome this morning. And yeah, that's right. We're excited about that. We always love to see baptisms. We always love to see what God's doing in someone's life. It's always exciting. We have been in a series now for a few weeks, um, and it's uh, called My Summer Mixtape. And basically what I've done is I've gone in and and looked at sermons that I've preached over the last 20 years, and I've pulled out some of those sermons and uh, some of my favorites, and just sort of going through those again, talking about those things again, telling you a little bit about why maybe the sermon's my fav- one of my favorites. And today we're going to um, look at a sermon that I did in a series in, uh, a few years back. It was called Lured, and uh, L-U-R-E-D, Lured, Don't Take the Bait, was the series. And it was about how Satan tries to lure us into unhealthy situations and circumstances in our lives and how, uh, how he does that and, and how we're supposed to respond to that and some of the areas of life where he really can get in, in, involved in our lives if we're not careful and before we even know it, uh, he's dragging us down a road that we don't need to go down. And, and so this particular sermon is from that series and uh, today uh, I, I wanna talk to you about this and I think really uh, as I was going through my notes last night, I'm reading over this and over this and over this last week and just really thinking about this and you know, this, this is one of those messages that that you're going to know somebody, I, I promise you, maybe you, or, or someone that you know, you're going to need to say, you need to go to Heartland's website and you need to watch this. Because all of us are affected by this. But it, it, because today I want to talk to you about the friendships that you have, about the people that are in your life, the people that you allow into your life, the people that you uh, spend time with, that you invest in, and that you allow to invest in you. I want to talk about that, and, and the reason I want to talk about it is because we all have friends, right? We all have people that we spend time with, people that we share our lives with, all, all of us do. And here's something that you need to know, and I think you already do know, and, and it's something that parents tell their kids all the time. Those people have an influence on your life. Those people that you spend your life with have an influence on your life. Matter of fact, I'm going to make a statement, and you can write this down, but, but, but my, just the, this statement, my friends ultimately influence the direction and the quality of my life. Your friends, your friends ultimately influence the direction and the quality of your life. They have a, a huge impact on you. You remember growing up and your parents constantly freaking out about the people that you were hanging around with? Do you remember that growing up as a kid? They were like, you can't go to this person's house. Remember that? You know, don't you go to that person's house. I don't want you hanging around this person. And, uh, and you know, maybe you're a parent, maybe you're there right now, and, and, or maybe you're the person that's receiving that information right now. And you're saying, boy, that's my life, you know, that, that's going on. Do you know why your parents are like that or why parents are like that? Because when you're a parent and you've been around for a while, you've been alive for a while, you've been on this planet for a while, you've been in and out of relationships and those kind of things, you know something. You know that friends ultimately influence the direction and the quality of your life. And so you want your kids to be around people who are going to have a positive influence on the direction of your child's life. It's just a, it's something that we know but something that very often we don't pay enough attention to. And uh, actually, I will, I will say this, actually your friends can determine the direction and quality of your life. 
Here's the big thing about friendship, and here's why that works that way. When you're a friend, when you've got a friend or when you're being a friend with someone, there's a tendency to drop your guard. When I'm around people that I care about and people that are my friends and people that I'm doing things with, I tend to drop my guard. I let them into my life. I let them speak into my life. I I let them see into my life a little more deeply. And you, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you do exactly the same thing. When I'm around people who accept me, and when you're around people who accept you, you're the most open to influence that you'll ever be. You're you're open to influence. We can talk about this forever, but you get the point. Acceptance leads to influence. And and when you're open with someone, they influence you. Think about it. If you think about the greatest regrets in your life, if you take a moment and think about the greatest regrets that you've had in your life, they don't usually revolve around your enemies. Your greatest regrets revolve around being with friends usually, people that are close to you, sometimes even family members. You have some friends and they're moving in a direction that you shouldn't go. And slowly, you begin to be lured into that direction. You start to change your own direction to sort of match the direction of your friends. You begin to compromise your standards. You may even begin to hear yourself defending behaviors that you once regarded as sin, all because of the people you're hanging out with, all because of your friends and the influence that they have on you. Your friends, listen again, ultimately influence the direction and the quality of your life. And because friendships have such an impact on our lives, they can be dangerous. So we need to be careful in our friendships and the relationships that we have. Every one of us, everybody in this room, we have watched people that we love and we care about make terrible life choices because of friends, because of somebody in their life. Somebody influenced them. Somebody, somebody convinced them to go in a way they shouldn't go or slowly drug them in a pl- to a place they shouldn't go. And then we've watched them crash and burn when they went down that road. Well, today we're going to look at one very simple verse of Scripture, one little passage from the Bible that sums up everything that I've been talking about. We're going to look at a verse that's actually a proverb. It's found in Proverbs 13, 20. Listen to this verse. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. That's an incredible verse of Scripture. That's a powerful verse of Scripture. Whoever walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Now, that verse has two distinct parts to it for you and me. Uh, Two parts. The first half is a promise. Listen to what it says. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. So it's saying if a person hangs out with someone that's wise, someone that's making good decisions, someone that's headed in the right directions, that person will become wise. Now here, let me explain what a wise person is. A wise person is someone who understands that all of life is connected, that all of life is connected. They understand that what you do today, what you decide to do today, what you think about today will influence your tomorrow. They understand that. If you're a wise person, you know that the decision you make today is going to have an impact on your tomorrow. That thing that you do today is going to somehow impact your future. And and, uh, you understand that. 
You understand that all of life is connected. There are no isolated events in life. They're not, they just don't happen. There are no isolated thought patterns in life, no isolated relationships in life, no isolated eating habits or exercise habits. All of life is connected. And a wise person understands that and they make decisions based not simply on today, but on tomorrow and on the day after. Because they know that what they do today, what they think today, the thing they say today, the place they go today, the way they act today is going to have an impact and it's going to influence their tomorrow. That's why our mission here at Heartland, our, our mission statement says that we love each other. One of part of it, it says we love God, we love, you know, we love Jesus, we love each other, we love our world, but it says we love each other. That's why we're always pushing small groups here at Heartland, because we want you to have godly friends who are moving in the right direction. We want you to have wise friends who understand that what happens today, the decisions we make, the things we think, the places we go, all that stuff is going to impact and influence our tomorrow. So we have that first part of that, that verse, and it, it's, it's a promise. He, it, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the second half of the verse is a warning. This is where we can get lured into trouble. It says, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. The companion of fools will suffer harm. Now, the first thing I want you to notice is, is what this part of the verse does not say. It, it is, it's not exactly like the first part of the verse. If you read it quickly and you don't think about it, and you're not really stopping to, to pause and look at it, you can think it's kind of saying the same thing. People, you know, around wise people become wise. People that are around fools become fools. But that doesn't say that. It does not say, the second part does not say, but the companion of fools will become a fool. It says they will suffer harm. And that's a, different, that's a different thing. If you walk with the wise, you will become wise. You'll grow in wisdom. But the companion of a fool will suffer harm. It, you know, it's amazing. In other words, the companion of fools will eventually be impacted by the behavior of the fool they're hanging around with. Right? It means that you may spend your entire life with fools and you may never see the world like they see the world, and you may never behave the way that they behave, but eventually, and listen to this, the shrapnel from the explosion in their lives is going to hit you. And eventually, you're going to be impacted by the life of someone who is not living a wise life. Their, their decision is going to affect you. And um, the devastation is going to occur in their lives, and it's going to impact you whether you adopt their way of thinking or not. If you're the companion of a fool, you're going to suffer harm. And that's important because many of us, many you and probably, and, and me too, in times of my life, have defended unhealthy relationships this way, this way. I, I know that they're not, you know, doing like they're supposed to do. I know that they make bad decisions and all that, but I'll never do what they do. I, they're my friend, but I know where they are, know what they do. I'll never do what they do. I'll never think the way they think. I'll never participate in the things they participate in. All of us have done that at some point in time in our life. Therefore, I, basically what we're saying is I'm safe, right? I'm safe. I'm hanging out with fools, but I'm safe. And Solomon says, you're wrong. The scriptures, God says, you're wrong. Because the companion of fools 
whether they ever adopt the lifestyle or the mindset of the fool will eventually be harmed by the fool's behavior. And so the companion of fools will suffer harm. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This stuff rings true. That's one of the reasons I love this message so much, because as I'm reading this, I just had, when I was studying this and putting all this together, I just kept having flashbacks in my life, right? When I was hanging out with somebody I probably shouldn't be hanging out with, and they, they got me to do something that I probably shouldn't do, I got in trouble, and I didn't even do one thing, and I got in trouble. Ever had that happen to you? You didn't even, you weren't really even involved. But there you are in the backseat of the police car. How did this happen? Right. The companion of fools will suffer harm. It's just the way it works. It scares you to death as a parent. That's why parents tell, want their kids to hang out with the right people. It scares you to death because you know that this is so true. Now, we've been talking a lot about fools, but we, I probably should define what a fool is as well, right? The Bible says that a fool is a person who knows the difference between right and wrong but doesn't care. A person knows the difference between right and wrong, but they don't care. You can say to a fool, you know, don't you know, don't you know that that's wrong where it's going to lead? Don't you know that it's not pleasing to God? And they're like, yeah, I kind of know that, but it'll all work out. It's all good. You know, it, it's, it, you know they, they live life like it's not connected. Like what they do today and the decisions they make today and in the present aren't going to affect their future. They don't make good decisions. And, and if those are your friends, just stand by because you're going to suffer the fallout from their lifestyle. It's going to happen at some point in time from their, their decisions. It doesn't even have to be your decision because you're the companion of a fool. You're going to suffer harm. And I, I know you know what I'm talking about. You could probably come up here and tell stories about this. And we probably all have stories. This isn't new information, but for some reason, we seem to ignore it. We seem to ignore it. We seem to think that maybe we, we've got it together too well. Maybe we're a little too slick, a little too smart, a little too, you know, wealthy maybe. Maybe a little bit too connected, whatever, you know, too, 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 whatever. We, we, there's something about us that's different. I can handle it. I can do it. Oh, yeah, I get all this, but, you know, I'm pretty strong in my faith. I can handle it. And somehow we're going to be the exception to the rule. But I've got some news for you. That verse does not say there are exceptions. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. If you have friends, let me me, me tell you this. Have you ever thought about this? If you have friends who don't care about their own life, do you think they're going to really care about yours? Think about that for a moment. If your friends don't care about themselves, they're not going to take care of you. If they're not concerned about the the health of their marriage, guess what? They're not concerned about the health of your marriage. If, If they're careless with their finances, guess what? They'll be really careless with yours. If they don't care about their reputation, they certainly aren't going to be worried about your reputation. Which means that whether you are ever like them or not, whether you ever behave like them or not, you are in a dangerous place when you're the companion of a fool. Because the companion of fool, companion of people who could care less, eventually suffers the consequences of those people's behavior. It just happens. Right now, some of you... (laughs) 
I know in a sermon like this, some of you right now, faces are coming to mind. Right now, you can see people's faces and you're going, oh boy. Some of you are thinking right now, how does Ed know this? Well, I don't know, but Solomon knew when he penned this that there's a principle involved here. That there's something that if you ignore it, you're eventually going to pay for it. And, and he knows that. So in light of all this, because none of us are an exception to this rule, not, not any of us, we need to be extremely careful. So I'm going to spend the remaining part of my time to suggest some things that you can do, some th- ways you can think about some things that can help you in this area. Now, I want to just tell you right now that I'm not pulling these suggestions right out of the Bible. These are very practical things, and I'm going to just tell you they come from my own life. Okay, there there are things that come from my life and things that I've seen. I've been around for almost 65 years now. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've been the companion of fools. I have suffered harm. I've hung around with some wise people and I have become more wise. I've experienced this passage in my life at different levels at different times. And there are some things from my own life experiences. There are things from my research and my study. There are things from many, 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 many thousands of sermons over the years that I've preached that that have helped me to understand this. And and you've got to decide whether you're going to do the, the, you know, obey this or not obey it. But but I'm going to tell you some things that I use in my own life and some questions that I've asked that help me. And hopefully they will help you. And my goal is for you is that you will recognize the danger and the pitfalls of unhealthy relationships. The first thing that I want you to see is this. Recognize when your friends are moving in a different direction than you want your life to go. Pay attention to your relationships. Recognize when your friends are moving in a direction that you don't want your life to go, you need to recognize that. Your conscience should light up when that is happening. When my, in my life, listen, when my value system, what I want for my marriage, what I want for my children, what I want for my grandchildren, my finances, what I want for me spiritually, for my health is going one way and my friends are moving in a different direction, there's a light that goes, eh. And something's not right here. You need to ask that question. Are, are my friends moving in the direction? Is this friend moving in the direction? Is this relationship, this partner, is, or, you know, and, and I'm not talking to, and listen, if you've got problems in your marriage, you need to get a, go see, go to the counseling center we talked about today. Do something, get some help. But if you're dating somebody or whatever, they're moving in a direction. You know, you see this all the time. You see great Christian women, great qu- Christian men, and they get into relationships with people, and those people are not moving in the right direction, and you, and you believe you can change them. But here's what God says. The companion of fools suffers harm. You're going to get hurt. Recognize when your friends are moving in a direction different from the way you want your life to go. Number two, when you catch yourself pretending to be someone other than who you really are, be very careful. When you start acting and hanging around people and you're starting to have to act like somebody that you're not in order to fit in, You need to be very, very careful. When you're with a group of people and you're trying to fit in, you start to ignore certain values, you start to maybe talk and sort of semi-approve of their worldview that's different than a Christian worldview. When you're around them, people tell you, have you ever had anybody tell you? I've had people do this in my life. When you're around them, you're a different person. Hey, I should be me all the time. 
God created me to be me, not somebody else, right? And, and he did the same with you. That's a warning. You know, don't take the bait. Don't become someone different than you are because of someone you're hanging out with. That's a warning sign. Here's another one. When you feel pressure to compromise. When there's something in your life and it's really never been a temptation before, it, but it becomes a live option, it should scare you to death. When, when, when you're tempted by something and, and you're like, I've never really been tempted by that, but I'm around these people and because of this relationship, now I'm tempted by this thing, that should just absolutely scare you to death. When you find yourself considering behavior or doing something, you've always considered off limits. That's a red, that, 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 that's a caution light, Right? When you begin to withdraw from people who you know, because you know they want to prove of this new behavior with this other group of friends, that's a warning sign. When you begin to stop hanging around with somebody because you know that this new group, a little more cool, a little more slick group, and you're in there and you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but all of a sudden you don't want to hang around with this person because you know that, that you guys share the same values. They were, wise, they were a wise person. You were walking with a wise and you were becoming wise. Now you've moved over and you're a companion of a fool and this fool, these people are leading you down the wrong path and you don't want to be around this person anymore because you're convicted when you're around them. That should be a caution light. When you're feeling that pressure to compromise, don't take the bait. If you hear yourself saying, okay, this is crazy. I've done this in my life, not recently. When you hear yourself saying, I'll go, I'll go, but I won't participate. Remember what Solomon said, it's not necessarily that you do what they're, it's not necessarily that you do what they're doing, but you're there when they do it. You don't have to participate, but when it goes crazy, you're going to get hit by the shrapnel. You're in a danger zone. You suffer harm when they suffer harm because you're just too close. You know, you, you never know when they're going to be just a little too drunk. I'm going to get real here. You never know when they're going to throw that punch that you never thought anybody would throw. You never know when they're going to pull you into some bad financial situation or say something that you will be forever associated with because you're their friend and you're with them. Boy, I can remember growing up, being with some guys, hanging out, doing things we really shouldn't be doing, and being in a group of people and, and with a bunch of guys that were a lot bigger than us, and some fool throwing a punch, one of my friends, I got hit by more than shrapnel. I didn't do a thing. Matter of fact, I was being kind and nice to those big guys. But when your friend throws the punch, guess who gets hit by the shrapnel? Everybody associated with that fool. It's the way it works. Another thing, when you hope the people that you, that, that listen to this, 
When you hope the people that you care about the most don't find out where you've been or who you've been with. That's a good sign. Not because you have to defend anything that you did, but because there's just something inside you that tenses up when you think about them knowing who you've been with or where you've been. When you find yourself in your mind creating a defense just in case you get asked about where you've been, don't take the bait. You're putting yourself in the companionship of fools. Now, I know something about all this. I know all of this kind of creates a tension inside of you, right? When you, when you talk about these kind of things, because we all have this kind of stuff in our lives from time to time. You're already thinking, some of you have got a person in mind, you're already saying, how do I explain this to him? How do I explain this to her or them or whatever? How do I unravel this? How do I do whatever? Hey, it's complicated. That's why most people don't do it. But you know people, maybe you're one of those people, who wish more than anything in the whole world that they could go back a year ago and do exactly what I'm talking about right now. They wish they could go back and say, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that thing. I'm not hanging out with that person. They would give anything in the world to be able to go back a year. And maybe that's you. And do it over again. Because you've already been hit by the shrapnel. Now, some people ask this question. They'll ask, aren't we supposed to have friends different from us? Yes. Aren't we supposed to be salt and light? Aren't we supposed to rub elbows with people that are, believer, are not believers? Yes, we are. But listen to me. Don't confuse compassion with wisdom. Drawing back from a friend or a group of friends may be the best act of friendship that you can express. And I know that in a few minutes, we're going to wrap this up and you're going to be walking back out of the doors of this place and you're going to be stepping back out into the world. So the question is, are you going to face up to what you know is true in your heart? That feeling that maybe you have right now because of the words that I've spoken and what God has said through his word is your heavenly father calling you to a place of safety because he loves you, not because he dislikes your friend or whoever comes to mind, but because he loves you. And if you choose to do nothing with what you just heard, then here's what I think. Here's what I pretty much know. I bet one year from now, you're going to wish you could have come back to this day and this sermon, this time, and respond differently. Don't take the bait. Why wait until the hook is all set and you're being reeled in? Why wait until the relationship is more complicated? Why wait until you're hiding things from your husband or hiding them from your wife or from your parents or from your other friends? Why wait until you're too invested and you've gone too far? This is your opportunity today. Do something about it. If while I was talking today, a face surfaced, somebody came to mind, and you're like, oh, I know. I need to do something about this. That was your heavenly father talking to you. And here's what he knows. He who walks with the wise, or she who walks with the wise, becomes wise. But the companion of fools eventually, inevitably, suffers 
some kind of harm. So what are you going to do? Father, we thank you today for this word. God, I know it's, a, it's an uncomfortable message in many regards, but it, it's a simple passage of Scripture. But God, it, it reminds us that we're pulled in, in, in so many different directions and we have friends and, and that we let our guard down when we're around our friends and that friends have an incredible influence and they can influence the direction of our life and the quality of our lives. So God, help us to have wisdom in this area. Help us to have strength in this area. Help us, God, to, to have discernment. When we're around people, God, as, as we're looking at friends, Father, I thank you for that. Father, if there's a person in this room today and they don't have a relationship with you, God, God, they're never going to be able to get this right. It's going to take power that is bigger than themselves. It's going to take a power that comes from you to help them to, to push back and to be able to, to make sure that they're making the right decisions and they need a relationship with you. And if you're here today and you desire that relationship, the Bible says if we'll confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. You can put your faith and your trust in Jesus today. If you're serious and sincere and it's coming from your heart, you can pray. Just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Pray with me right now. Jesus, I'm a sinner. God, I, I, I want to have a relationship with you. God, I want you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. God, I'm asking you to take control of my life. Help me be able to, to be able to discern between wise and friends and foolish friends and relationships and people that I do stuff with. God, help me to get this right so that I can bring you glory with my life and that I don't get hit by the shrapnel from the explosion of these people's lives. Help me to get this right. So God, right now I'm asking you to be my Savior. and I'm asking you to come into my life and I give you the glory for that. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you're here today and you're a believer and you know that you've been a believer for a while, but as I was talking today, you're like, eh, boy, I'm, I, you know, I've seen, this person's in my life and I, I see that's not taking me down the right path or I need to have a conversation with this person or I need to make some decisions. I need to stand a little more firm than I've been standing. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to talk to someone about that. Maybe if you made a decision for Christ, you need to talk to someone. In a moment, we're going to stand and sing and we have people at the back doors and purple shirts that say prayer. They got lanyards on and they can pray with you and talk to you. You can put a prayer request on the cross, maybe about a relationship, maybe about someone that you know that's being led down the wrong path. I, I don't know. But I know this does so much damage, what we talked about today, to the kingdom of God. I've watched over my 20 years of being a pastor, I have watched so many people that were so dedicated and so faithful and loved the Lord and they served and they were in church and living for Jesus. I've watched them start hanging out with another group of people and all of a sudden you never see them anymore and their life completely goes off the rails I've watched it happen time and time again your friends are a powerful influence on your life so let's get this right if you made a decision today go back and pray with someone stand with us now as we continue to worship